Odell and AB get traded, NFL free agency off to a fast start, and LeBron missing the playoffs. Is it a good thing or a bad thing for the NBA? It's win or lose. everybody welcome to another episode of win or lose thanks for joining me i'm gonna talk a little football the nfl season is over but the offseason has been unbelievable so far two of the best wide receivers in the game have both been traded within a couple of days of each other the new york giants traded odell beckham to the cleveland browns this one right here still surprises me. I can't believe when I seen it come across my phone, I still couldn't believe it. They had just signed him to a contract last year. Five years, $95 million and $65 million guaranteed. And uh, I don't know what went wrong, what was going on, but they shipped him to Cleveland for a first-round pick and a third-round pick and safety Jabril Peppers. I don't know what went bad so fast. I don't know. I mean, Odell was hurt again last year. But I thought that they would kind of, you know, ride this out. Seemed like he was going to be part of their future. The general manager said he's not trading Odell. He's going to stick with them. Well, I don't know. I guess this was the deal that, you know, they couldn't the offer. They couldn't refuse. I still don't think I, it was enough. But if they thought it was, and so be it. I don't know what the Giants are doing. I mean, you had a nice young nucleus with Beckham. They just drafted Saquon Barkley. You got Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, the tight end. You just have to take care of that offensive line and get your starting quarterback. And what I'm hearing, they're still going to stick with Eli Manning. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the thing is, with e- what it is with Eli Manning. Don't get me wrong, he's won two Super Bowls with the team, and he's a likable guy, but Eli's been a shot fighter for four years now. I mean, somebody, I know your feelings, you love him, you care about him, but you you can't you can't keep going back to Eli Manning. I mean, I don't know if it was what Beckham said in the interview. He said something where, you know, he didn't think Eli was, you know, not that guy. And he said something like, like that. And I don't know if that rubbed the organization the wrong way, but they're still going to back Eli Manning up, and he's going to come back again and be the starter. They got two first-round picks this year, so hopefully one of them's a quarterback and get that offensive line. I don't know what the hell the Giants are doing. I feel sorry for Saquon Barkley because, I mean, if they was loading the box up last year, I can only imagine what he's going to go through this year trying to get the ball now that there's no Beckham on the outside. Giants, they got a lot of question marks. They might, I don't know, are they going to tank this year? or? But this has not been a good offseason. I don't know what the Giants are doing. They might have a plan, but right now I don't know what the hell they're doing. As for the Browns and Beckham, I like this move for the Browns. You got a quarterback under his rookie deal. This is when most teams try to make their moves and try to put a good team together to try to win before they can pay the quarterback. I like the move. Beckham to Cleveland. I mean, just think about it. Cleveland two years ago didn't win a game. Now this might be one of the, you know, must-see teams in the in the NFL. I'm definitely going to be tuned in watching the Browns play this year. You know, you got Beckham. You got Baker Mayfield. 
Jarvis Landry. They went and picked up Kareem Hunt. They went and picked up Sheldon Richardson, just signed on defense. They just went and picked up, made a trade for Olivier Vernon from the Giants also to go on the other side of Miles Garrett. I like what the Browns are doing. The Browns fans deserve it. They've been, you know, putting up with this team for who knows how long, and they've just been this terrible. The Browns have made the playoffs, I think, in over, you know, it's been about 10 years since the Browns made the playoffs, or it might be longer than that. 10 to 15 years since the Browns have made the playoffs. So it's going to be exciting times in Cleveland. I don't understand the trade, but I like it for Cleveland. They need a a little shot of energy, get the crowd going, get this organization back on its feet, and everything should be going good in Cleveland. Browns are on the come up. I can't wait to watch some Cleveland Brown games this season. I don't know what the hell the New York Giants are doing. I don't even know if they know what they're doing. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Antonio Brown. Another wide receiver trade this, uh, this week. He was traded to the Oakland Raiders from the Pittsburgh Steelers for a third round and a fifth round. I like the trade for Oakland. I like what Gruden's doing. Gruden's more of those guys. He likes a veteran guy, so people are getting on him for, why would you trade Amari Cooper? First of all, Antonio Brown's better than Amari Cooper. And Gruden kind of likes veteran receivers, even in his days in Tampa when he had Keyshawn Johnson and Keenan McCardell. When he's with Raiders, he had Jerry Rice and he had Tim Brown. He's, he loves veteran receivers. So getting Antonio Brown, yeah, of course you give up a 24-year-old but you, and you get a 31-year-old in return. But Antonio Brown is better than Amari Cooper. And like I said, Gruden loves veterans. He's going to go to Oakland. They were 4-12 last year. I think this is what they need. They need better receivers for Derek Carr. There's no more excuses for Derek Carr. They went and got Tyrell Williams also from the Chargers. So there's no more excuse for Derek Carr. They also kept their two first-round picks. They didn't have to trade that to Pittsburgh. So that's good that they kept that. So I think all they need to do is just shore up that defense. And I think the Raiders call me crazy. Could be a playoff team. Could be. I've seen stranger things happen. You know, we've seen worse teams than next year in football make the playoffs. So why not? Why come the Raiders can't be a playoff team? They last year in Oakland. As for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think it was addition by subtraction. I think Pittsburgh is going to be better getting rid of Antonio Brown. That, you know, commotion, him and Big Ben not seeing eye to eye, him and Tomlin not getting along. Get some of that loudness out of the locker room in a divided locker room. I think it'll bring them together. I think Pittsburgh is still going to be a better team. They're going to address the receiver situation. Pittsburgh always drafts good as far as receivers, so I don't understand why this would be different. I think they still could make the playoffs. I think they still they could have got more for Antonio Brown, but they was just so ready to get him out of there. I don't know. At pretty, a couple of more days went by. They probably would just took a bag of chips for him. They were just read, that ready for him to go. They wanted to send him to Buffalo. You know, that was kind of, you know, I think that would kind of would have messed him up a little bit. But Antonio Brown, you know, said he wouldn't report. Buffalo got offended. They dropped out of the trade. So it really was slim pickings for Pittsburgh. So they got what they, what they could, the best they could get for Antonio Brown. And like I said, I think it's addition by subtraction. They are losing the Pro Bowl, one of the best receivers in the league. 
but also I think it's going to bring them together and they'll be better. Look, they missed the playoffs without with Antonio Brown last year. So, I mean, I don't see why they, you know, why not? We'll see what happens. I still think Pittsburgh will be a playoff team. Big Ben, he's going to have to play with a chip on his shoulder because people think, this, you know, he's the reason Brown's gone. So he might have to come out and play with a chip on his shoulder. I think it will rally the troops. Tomlin's going to, you know, be a man on the mission next year. Pittsburgh's going to surprise some people. But, you know, I don't agree with neither one of these trades. Losing two of the best receivers in the game. But it had me thinking, though, also, like, you know, when is the last time a team won a Super Bowl with a wide receiver being a best player? I mean, you have to go almost 30 years back to Jerry Rice, maybe with the San Francisco 49ers of the late 80s. I mean, let's be honest with it. You know, they're great for fantasy football. But do they win Super Bowls? Let's think about it. All the great receivers in this league. T.O. didn't win a Super Bowl. Randy Moss didn't win a Super Bowl. Chris Carter didn't win a Super Bowl. Tim Brown didn't win a Super Bowl. You know, like I said, Beckham Brown, they haven't won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I mean, a good quarterback could make an average receiver look good. Can a great wide receiver make an average quarterback look good? I don't know. Like I said, they're great for fantasy football. You know, they're the cheese on the hamburger. You don't really need it, but you want it. You know, wide receiver is a want. A great wide receiver to me is a want. It's not a need. You need a great quarterback, a good offensive line, a good defensive line. Then we'll address the wide receivers. You know, I want this $400 Shoes that I like, but the $75 shoes look just as good with the outfit. That's how I look at wide receivers. They're more of a want and not a need. And we've pretty much seen that throughout the years in football. I mean, look at the Patriots. You know, the year they had Randy Moss, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they went in with these, you know, B plus, B minus receivers every year. It's just something to think about. NFL free agency is off to a fast start. Moves everywhere. I love this time of year. Let's talk about the biggest free agent out there, Le'Veon Bell. It's going to sign with the New York Jets. I think it's a four-year, $52 million, $35 million guaranteed. He held out last year from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think he got quite what he wanted. But he got that $35 million guaranteed. I'm, I'm just gonna be glad to see Le'Veon's going to be back on the field this year. He hurt me in fantasy last year, so it's good that he's back out there on the field. I don't know how great of a fit he is with the Jets. But I think when it was all said and done, Le'Veon was going to take the biggest deal. And the market for running backs is never, they always, running backs always get the short end of the stick. I feel like they always try to low, low ball the the running backs still is going to run them into the ground. He goes out there and they, you know, try to lowball you. I think it's a good deal. I think he could have got better, 
I think that's why he held out last year because he thought he was going to get better. He gave up $14 million last year. He didn't quite get that on the market, but he's back out. The Jets signed him, and he's going to be playing this year. And he's going to have to, you know, he has to find some way to kind of make up that $14 million he lost last year. I mean, the good thing is he's in New York, so, you know, maybe he can, you know, do some off-the-field things. Maybe get some commercials or some endorsements, you know. He's a rapper now, so... Maybe he can do some shows in the Big Apple, get some Tims and a and a Yankee fitted or something. But I know he's, you know, happy he's got his money, but it's not he wanted more. But he's back. The biggest free agent, Le'Veon Bell, signs with the New York Jets. Uh Nick Foles signs with the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Foles was a backup, you know, for the past two seasons for the Philadelphia Eagles. He ended up leading them to a Super Bowl when Carson Wentz got hurt. And he finally decided to hit the open market, lead his own team. He's now going to start for Jacksonville. He's got a pretty good defense. They've always just had, you know, issues with the quarterback position with Blake Bortles. And just, he just can't, can't never seem to get it right. He seemed like he's always been the guy that's kind of holding them back. So now they got their quarterback. They got to put some weapons around him, though. I still, I can't name you three Jaguar receivers. So they're going to have to put some weapons around him. He's not going to have that same offensive line he had in Philly. He's not going to have the play caller and Doug Peterson he had in Philly. So it's going to be some adjustments. Will Foles be exposed? You know, is he a system quarterback? As long as he's with Peterson and that great O-line in Philadelphia. I don't know. We're, this, this year in Jacksonville is going to tell us a lot. We don't know what Nick Foles is, but he's a starter. He's making $88 million for four years. And he's going to be the leader of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, what else we've had here? We have some other good deals. We had uh, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. He goes to Kansas City for three years, $42 million. That's going to help out the Chiefs secondary. They really struggled, you know, covering it. They couldn't cover nobody last year. They went out and got the Honey Badger kind of helping that secondary. I think they released Eric Berry. But my thing with the Chiefs is, like, you, you're trying to shore up that secondary, but then you trade away D4 to San Francisco and, and, and release Justin Houston. So now you pass rush. You need to address that. So with the Chiefs, I don't know. I don't. I like the, the move of picking up the Honey Badger. I don't like the trade for D4. But they're trying to get that defense together. We'll see. We got Earl Thomas just signed a big deal with the Baltimore Ravens today. He signed for four years, $55 million, 32 guaranteed. I think it's an upgrade over Eric Weddle. They released him early. He signs with the L.A. Rams. Weddle signs with the Rams. Two years, $12 million. But I like Thomas going to Baltimore. Some leadership. Because they just let go, you know, one of the staples of that defense, Terrell Suggs, who's been there for over 15 years. I didn't understand that. They let C.J. Mosley go. So what is Earl Thomas really stepping into on that defensive side of the ball? It looks like, you know, that the Ravens are kind of, you know, starting over on defense. And then you bring in a veteran like Earl Thomas who's trying to win now, but he also wants his money. So he takes a big deal in Baltimore, but there's still some questions that need to be answered on that defensive side of the ball. They let Suss go to Arizona. They get rid of Weddle. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore, but they pick up a big piece in Earl Thomas. They also sign Mark Ingram. From New Orleans, he now comes in for a three-year deal, $15 million. 
So I don't know if he's going to be the starter. I think he should come in there and be the starter. I don't know why he wouldn't be the starter coming into Baltimore. So that means New Orleans had to go out and get Latavius Murray to kind of go with Kamara now. They pick him up from Minnesota. He signs a four-year, $14 million deal. He's going to go out there and help New Orleans offense. He'll be the backup to Kamara, a little one-two punch now. I like that move. We had uh, Anthony Barr kind of, you know, ditch the Jets at the altar. You know, they gave him a ring. You know, had people invited over. We about to get married. And then he says, uh, no, thank you. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going back to Minnesota. He turned down the Jets deal and went back to Minnesota for five years, $67 million. I really can't blame him. Minnesota, you know, gave a little bit more change. You know, you can't complain about that. I mean, he got a little homesick. They said he, you know, went home, slept on it, and he wanted to stay in Minnesota. You can't complain about that. I like what the Oakland Raiders are doing. They just signed Tyrell Williams to go with Antonio Brown. We talked about that earlier. Antonio Brown with Tyrell Williams and picked up Trent Brown, the offensive tackle from New England. I like what the Raiders are doing with Gruden. They're getting that offense together. They got to get that defense together, though, too. They signed LaMarcus Joyner from the Rams for four years and helped him in that safety position. So they should be good. Uh... Landon Collins, another big free agent, signs with the Washington Redskins, six years, $84 million. He's going to help out that secondary. Adrian Peterson is also returning to the Redskins. He just signed a two-year, $8 million deal, so I'm happy for that. Good to see AP still in the league, still looking pretty good. He'd never be what he once was, but he's still looking good. Uh, the defending champs. Uh, New England Patriots just lost a defensive lineman, Trey Flowers. He signs with the Detroit Lions. It seems like Detroit just wants to get whoever played New England they want. They, you know, they picked up Danny Amendola and also picked up Justin Coleman. He's a former Patriot, too. So it looks like the Lions are trying to get all the Patriot, you know, the people who they, they don't want no more. The Lions will take them. So they're trying to build their team like that. I don't know if it'll work, but we'll see. Uh, what else is going on now here? The coach signed Devin Funches. Get a big receiver for Andrew Luck. One year, $13 million. I like the signing. Don't like the cost. Tyrod Taylor will be backing up Phillip Rivers. He signs with the Chargers. You got... You got Jamison Crowder. He signs with the Jets. C.J. Mosley also signs with the Jets. I like the way this Jets team... I don't think they're quite ready to win yet. But they had a lot of money, and they're going out there spending it. Why not? They might as well go on and spend that money right now while they got Donald on his rookie contract. They can find a way to win. NFL free agency. I love this time of year. It's off to a good start. This is just the first couple of days. It'll be interesting to see what happens pretty else. Yep, it's official now. For the first time in about 14 years, LeBron James will not be in the playoffs. It'll be the first NBA Finals in nine years that he won't be a part of. I'm surprised. I'm not going to lie to you. I knew the Lakers wasn't going to win the championship, but I didn't know they'd missed the playoffs entirely. 
is this a good thing or a bad thing for the NBA? You know, LeBron is their golden goose, you know, with ratings, you know, getting other countries to watch, advertising and commercials. He's the go-to guy. And not having him around for the NBA for May and June might be a little bad on rating, especially for the casual fan who only shows up around May and June to see LeBron play. But at least you get the chance to expose some other players. Greek Freak, we get to see him a little bit more in May and June. Some of the young guys in Philadelphia. Some of the guys from Boston. It's interesting. The playoffs without LeBron, I'm not happy about it. But it might also be a good thing. New blood. New teams. New players. A new team in the NBA Finals. I'm looking forward to it. Not saying I didn't want LeBron James in the playoffs, but sometimes everything runs its course. You get sick of looking at the same things. A new switch up, new teams, I'm all for it. Now, if we can get somebody to knock off the Warriors, I'll really be excited. But LeBron James is out of the playoffs. What went wrong with the Lakers? I don't know. You can just blame it on a lot of things. Everybody, I think, deserves some blame with the way the Lakers fell apart this year. You know, you can say LeBron. He missed 18 games with a groin injury. They they didn't want to rush him back. He took his time. Lakers went in the tank without him. They haven't been much better since he came back. That also could be a, you know, be the reason why the season didn't go that well. You know, he also kind of it kind of seemed like he got caught up in LA a little bit. Every time you look up, he's got a TV show. He's doing this, he's doing that. He's two chains video. The Space Jam coming up, the shop. He just, it seemed like L.A. just took him up going out to eat with Leonardo DiCaprio. It just seemed like basketball kind of was second to him this year. Kind of getting, you know, getting caught up in L.A. a little bit. You see, he ain't had a problem with Kobe. Kobe was a loner. He didn't deal with nobody. He went to the game, went home, and, and that was it. But it seemed like LeBron's kind of got caught up in the L.A. with everything with the movies and all that, that might have been the issue. You could say Magic Johnson might have some problems with this. I think Magic's arrogance with the Paul George, not trading some of the young guys for Paul George, kind of went, kind of bit the Lakers in the ass this season. He was kind of arrogant about, hey, oh, he'll come to L.A. I'm not worried about that. We'll, we'll keep our guys and he'll still come. And he decided to stay in Oklahoma City. You just never know. You got to take care. Of, you got to handle your responsibilities and handle your business right then and there. You can't just rely on, oh, we're in L.A. Everybody wants to be out here. I think Magic's arrogance kind of messed with him a little bit. Luke Walton, is he really a great coach? Magic didn't hire him, remember? He got the job just because he had a half a good season with Golden State. When they won a 73 win, that 73 win team. Luke Walton coached the first half of the season while Steve Kerr was out with his bad back, and they went like 40-3, and something like that. So Luke Walton got a job off of that. We don't know if Luke Walton's a great coach or they just have a great team. The players don't get along with him. It seems like they don't respect them. You see Rondo sitting in the crowd, sitting with the fans. And, you know, so I don't know if Luke Walton's really wanted there. Was he respected? There's whispers that Tyron Lue might, or Brian might try to get him back. To be his coach, I like Brian Shaw. Luke Walton might is definitely going to get fired, but you got to get the right coach too. And that also falls on Magic. The veterans they brought in kind of been more knuckleheads than 
you know, than leaders. Like I said, Rondo sitting in the crowd, spitting on players, fighting with Chris Paul. Lance Stevenson, you don't know what you're going to get with him. JaVale McGee, I, I just didn't understand some of the signings they signed in the offseason. They need shooting. They never addressed that. The Lakers got a lot of issues that they need to address in the offseason. They got plenty of time. This might be good for LeBron. He actually might be able to get more rest and be more fresh. I still think he has one more title left in him, but they're going to have to get the right pieces around him. Get rid of some of these knuckleheads. Get a new head coach. Magic is going to have to start making things happen and stop relying on over in L.A. So we should be okay. We'll get players just because we're in L.A. It's going to be a long offseason for the Lakers. This is very disappointing. I thought they were a playoff team in the West. But LeBron will be with us sitting on the couch watching the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. And I'm saying it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a great boxing match this Saturday night. Errol Spence Jr. against Mikey Garcia in the Cowboy Stadium, AT&T Stadium. It's a welterweight division for the IBF Championship and the welterweight division. Errol Spence Jr., the champion at the welterweight division, one of the best boxers. If you haven't seen him, check him out. One of the best boxers in the world. He's just took over the welterweight division. There's been guys who scared to fight him, who made excuses why they don't want to fight him. But Mikey Garcia, uh, just a great fighter, Top 10 as far as pound for pound fighters. He's moving up two weight classes to fight Earl Spence Jr. Just check it out. It's going to be two two pound for pound fighters going at it in their prime. There's not much we, else we can ask for. It's a really interesting fight for, like I said, for big people who love boxing and for the casual fan. I think you will enjoy this fight. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be like a chess match. Two guys that, you know, are at the top of what their profession, going at it, both undefeated. You can't ask for more. In Cowboy Stadium, too, they sold that out. If you get a chance, check it out. It's going to be on pay-per-view. You can stream it. Go out to a bar and watch it. Whatever you can, or just wait a couple of hours and watch it on YouTube. But check out this fight. It's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. One of the best matches of the year. Quote me. And we'll see how it ends. I, me personally, I think Earl Spence will eventually wear the smaller Garcia out. But I think Mikey's going to make him earn it. He's going to make him earn it. He's a very smart fighter. Takes a lot of chances, but he knows he's very smart in the ring. So I think it's going to be a good fight. But at the end of the day, I think Earl Spence Jr. with his size and power will eventually win. I think he'll eventually stop Mikey Garcia. I'm going to say the 10th round. But if it goes a distance and Mikey finds some way to pull it off, I wouldn't be surprised. But if I was a betting man, I'm going to take Garcia to win this fight. Check it out Saturday night. It's going to be one of those boxing matches you don't want to miss. Thanks for joining me. I'll holler back at y'all next week.